Welcome to the Why Don't We Talk podcast with your host, me, Renu Ravalia. Hi guys, and welcome to episode four. As always, I am absolutely thrilled to have you guys join me. So today's topic is something that I know I don't pay much attention to. I guess we take them for granted, especially if we're women. So today we're going to be talking about boobs. So why don't we talk about our boobs? If I have to be honest, it's only been a few years since I first realised that it's quite normal to have one boob bigger than the other. I didn't actually realise that that was something. And I think it was a friend that actually mentioned, she said, oh, my left boob's bigger than my right boob. And I was like, hmm, I never really thought about that. Thing is, boobs are important. I know, well, we all know that we should be checking them on a regular basis to make sure there's no lumps or bumps or anything like that. And I guess how often do you actually check your boobs is another question. So I know what and how I feel about boobs. And I also know that today's guest feels very differently. So we are talking today with Katie Ware. She is extremely passionate about boobs. She's a body positive woman who fits bras. And is never scared to talk about her boobs and anybody's boobs, to be honest. So join me after the break as we find out with Katie, why don't we talk about boobs? Hi, Katie. Thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you very much. Um, The sun is shining and I'm feeling happy. (laughs) Good. So we obviously met, I was just, we were just saying, weren't we, about two years ago at an event. And that was when you just started the bra fitting. And I haven't told the viewers, sorry, viewers, listeners, much, given much detail about you and what you're about. So I thought, why don't we start by sharing your story so everybody learns a bit more about you? Of course. Well, I'm super passionate about boobs, as you mentioned in your little jingle. And the reason being, um, I did international fashion marketing at university. And um, I've always had like a fuller bust. And I went into a shop for bra fitting and they fitted me um, in a 36 double D in Manchester. And I looked at my boobs at the time and I was just like, they they look all right, but they're not fabulous. And they don't look like the girls in the magazines. And it was kind of like when the wags were around and everyone had these fabulous boobs that didn't move when you laid down and all of that. And um, I went back home and anyway, I'd previously been fitted when I was younger and it made me cry and I was 15, but I went back and I was like, I'm a grown woman now. Like I need some sexy bras and I just didn't find anything. Um, and I had to go and do a placement year. So I was doing international fashion marketing and they were like, you need to go work for all of the big department stores in London. You need, um, you know, you need next on your books, you need Debenhams, all of this. Um, however, because it's during the recession, you're only going to get paid expenses so you'll get your lunch and your travel and I was like okay so I was applying to all of these these sort of brands and and big businesses and then I remember my bra fitting and I remembered how I actually really loved a couple of brands marketing that I was buying so um Freya lingerie came to mind and I spoke to my dad and I was like dad do you know what I really want to do like a, a, a year with a company that I love, that I'm passionate about. And he was like, okay, well, name me some names and we'll go on LinkedIn. So we went on LinkedIn and we 
contacted the marketing manager and I gave them a call at Freya and I was like, hi, um, I'd love to come and do like some work experience with you. I'm an international fashion marketing student and I know it's the recession. So <clears throat> I'm just grateful to do as much work as I can for you. And she was like, cool, come and, and stay with us for a day or so and, and just see how you get on and, and work out a plan of some free work experience. Hmm. So I went down to the head office and I walked in and the girls were like, hi. And I've never been so open about boobs from this moment in. And I was literally, I sat down at my desk and they were like, so what what bra size do you wear? And I was like, a 36 double D. And they were like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Come to the toilets with me right now. And I was like, sorry what they're like come with come 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 and I'm quite an open person so I was like chill let's go anyway I walked into the toilet with this girl and she like told me to whip off my top and all I did was just take my top off get my bra on and she was like you're a 32g and I was like a 32g and she was like yeah put this on and I put it on and I looked down and I was like oh my god my boobs look like the girls in the magazines and that was within 10 minutes of my my trial placement day so I go back to my desk with my 32 g's and they're like okay write a press release can you tidy up these samples and I'm like yeah cool so I'm doing it all and I'm just feeling this buzz inside I'm just loving what I'm doing I'm loving looking at the lingerie I'm loving writing the press release and I finished my day with them and obviously dropped them the courtesy email like thank you so much for today let me know um what how we can work this into your schedule so I can come and work with you maybe a couple of days a week and then I get a phone call the next day and they're like Katie we love you like we found budget we want you to stay for a year come and be our work placement student and I did the happiest dance I've ever done because not only was I working for a brand that I actually loved doing PR which out of all the modules on my degree was something that I just loved and I was working you know for a brand that I adored and it was paid so when and I stayed with them for that year and then I went back to university so empowered and I knew so much about the industry and I was on the pulse. I was doing so much that was so current. And I walked back into the the lecturing rooms and I was like, oh, this feels archaic. (laughs) Like everything I'm learning, like, mate, you were in the industry 20 years ago. Like I was in the industry last week and I really struggled to get back into the university life. However, I did, I managed it. And just before I took my exams, they called me. Uh, back at Freya and they were like Katie you will be back permanently um we don't want to do the student thing anymore so luckily before I even knew what degree I was getting I had a job so I went back and I stayed with them for four years I bra fitted Kim Kardashian through the power of Daily Mail um but I actually reached out to Jenna Communications and I managed to get product over to her and I really changed how she looked and every time I was getting product placement, every time I was drafting someone either in the public eye or an influencer or a blogger, they were called at the time, or even just um, like, you know, if a journalist brought her mum to one of our events, every time I drafted a woman, it was just the most magical feeling. It was just like, they smiled, they stood up taller, they put their shoulders back, they, you know, they might have gone, woohoo! <laughs> It's just the most amazing thing. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like, this is amazing. Um, and I love that aspect of the job. But being the, to, like, tenacious, ambitious woman that I was, I wasn't happy after four years being just a PR exec. 
so I wanted to be a PR manager and they offered me junior PR manager and I was like four years I need more so unfortunately I had to leave Freya um, and I went over to Tutti Rouge in Leicester and it was again a really great nine months of being thrust in at the deep end um, just learning a lot about the industry putting a really small business now going from corporate to a small startup on their feet you know their Instagram went from 200 followers to 9,000 followers at that time it was amazing because it was just the start of Instagram we did a fashion tv catwalk and it was really putting my PR skills into into great flow um but again I kind of thought I want to be bigger than this I need to be bigger so I was looking on LinkedIn for, for roles and then all of a sudden I got a message from Al Shire in the Middle East and they were like, we've seen your profile, we think you're really cool, like can we talk to you, we've got a role in mind and I interviewed for it and they were like, okay, great, well you've got the job and you're going to be based in Q8 and I called my parents and I was like, I just got a job in Q8 working for American Eagle Outfitters and they were like, um, do you know where Q8 is? <laughs> and I was like, well, I know who American Eagle outfitters are and they're really, really cool. So um, I didn't know where Q8 was on the map and I, I learned very quickly where it was and I went over, I embraced every moment of the two years and it diversified my knowledge of the industry. I was thrust into fashion and apparel um, and menswear and children's wear. And it was it was a fabulous two years of learning, not only about my career, but about myself. And I came home and um, I was on holiday and my mum was just like, Katie, you're not your vibrant self. Like, I just want to tell you how I feel about this whole situation. And I think that you'd be better off coming home um, just so that you could really truly shine. And I knew that I had to kind of almost doled my sparkle to fit into the lifestyle out there. It's a very conservative lifestyle, definitely no cleavage, no laughing. Um, and yeah, so I decided to come home and I set up my own little PR thing going on because that's what I knew PR at the time. I was, you know, I was on fire with my PR. So I got loads of clients. But I just didn't have the spark. I didn't want to get up in the morning because none of the clients were what I was passionate about. Although they're paying me, I just was like, no, I don't want to write about CRM systems. No, I want to write about boobs. <laughs> and every conversation I had with someone, even if it was down the pub, even if it was a female client, like, you know, the tech CEO of the company that I was working for as their PR, I managed to bra fit her over Skype and just... I'm, sort of sat down one night and I was like why does every conversation I have still go back to boobs still leading me back to that initial entrance into the world of PR and um and so I just thought do you know what this is my passion and I need to follow it so I stopped my PR work and I got a job in a bar so I could purely focus on building my bra business and I didn't have to worry about you know hitting deadlines and all of that and I started saving I started saving and then I spent two and a half thousand pounds on bras from Curvy Kate and Scantilly and I just set up my bra fitting business in April 2018 and yeah I just hit the ground running bra fitted all my friends to begin with because I always believe that with a business you start at home you get your town talking about it 
and then it like ricochets from there. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then sort of two years on, I'm still loving every moment of what I do. Um, I've got celebrity clients on my books. I've got, you know, stylists that I work with for red carpet events. I also bra fit mums just before the school run. I bra fit women on their weight loss journey. Every woman that you can imagine, I bra fit. Um, but it's not just bra fitting, it's body confidence, body positivity, not only for the body, but for the mind, for the soul. Um, and for me, my self-love journey definitely started with my lingerie. So that's what I like to preach to lots of other ladies. So yeah, there's a whistle-stop tour of Kate's career. <laughs> I love it. It's so interesting to hear sort of where you were and how you, I think what was really interesting was to hear how your mum recognised you'd lost your sparkle. That's like, that's really, that's like a really big sort of awareness that, that was brought to you. And I can imagine being in, you know, a country that is more conservative, it will, because you're not able, you're not able to fully be yourself and 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 shine the way you you did you would have done before when you were here you know so I get that 100% so you actually bra fitted me a few weeks ago didn't you yes. and you bra fitted quite a few other women who were at the event that I was at and I remember like I think I think you said 32 double deals I can't remember I've got it written down somewhere but I was like no way do you remember do you remember it it was between a 30e and a 32 30, double 30, yeah. yeah so I was just like no like and I was wearing completely sort of the wrong bra size and I was just shocked. Do you get that kind of shocking feeling from a lot of women? Because when you when you've always kind of gone for like a say a thirty four B, I think I was before, and you go to like a thirty, you're like, how is that even? I remember you saying to you to me, you're like, oh, you're tiny, and I was like, oh, I'm tiny. Like it made me feel really good. But do you get that like that kind of stuff from other people as well? Absolutely. Pretty much every woman I've ever bra fitted has a eureka moment, and they're just like why haven't I done this sooner and how is this possible and if I'm a 32 then my friend who's saying she's a 38 must be a 30 and then it's kind of like oh my mind is blown um and reason being it's an education and I think you know you rightly said let's talk about boobs Mm. boobs bra fitting it's quite a taboo in terms of our community and of cultures it's definitely an unspoken subject um (laughs) i'm still laughing because that was completely unexpected so sorry guys we were talking about um sizing and we were talking about people's reactions when they realize they're not the size they thought they were so go katie Yes. So reactions, every woman ever just has a mind blowing moment when they have a bra fitting with me. Um, I think the best one I've ever done, which really made me giggle was a lady who came and I said, okay, what bra size are you wearing? And she's like, oh, I think it's like a, I think I'm a 34D. And I was like, okay, brilliant. And then I was like, I do an assessment of the bra so I never actually have to look at you without your your bra on so there's never any sort of nipples on show or anything like that and I sort of walked around the bra and then I just checked the label and I said you do know that this is a 36a and she was like oh my gosh she said you know what I was in a rush I was buying the shopping with the kids in the supermarket it was on a 34d hanger oh I didn't realize so she'd been wearing a 36A for the last two years, thinking it was a 34D. 
And I think that kind of just sums up our lives as women. We're multitaskers. We're busy. We put ourselves last. We put everyone else first. We put our careers first. And um, yeah, so she actually, in the end, was a 32F. And the whole ratio is just crazy. Another reason why women are wearing bigger bands um, and smaller cups is because of the high street. So, for example, if you go into your high street stores, I won't name too many, uh, but we all know what they are. They're fast fashion. They sell bras from a 34B through to a 36 double D. And you walk in as a woman and you're a size 8 to 10 and you think, okay, well, I've got no boobs, I'm, I'm small, don't have a lot up top, I'll be a 34B. So you pick the 34B up, you wear it. You don't actually need a lot of support, so you don't always feel 100% of the benefit of a bra. However, your friend walks in, she decides 14 to 16, she's got big boobs. Walks into the same shop as you, and she said, okay, well, I've got big boobs, I'm bigger than her, so I must be a 36, or maybe a 38 double D, because that's the biggest the shop has. Mm. So I'm the biggest that the shop sells. So you pick that up, and you just wear that. And our number one size, well, our number one and two, are a 34B and a 36 or 38 double D. That is what women are wearing. They're wearing it, and it's wrong because that's what the high street provides us with. So there's brands. Also, yeah. What impact does a, the wrong size bra have on you? The wrong size bra um, can affect our posture. So of ladies, I see automatically when I put a good fitting bra on them, the shoulders go back, they stand up straighter. Because when you're wearing a band that's too big, <clears throat> it kind of pushes your cups forward. So your back strap rides up at the back. And that makes your cups go forward. Also, when you're a heavier bust, you'll see that because your breast isn't being supported and lifted by your band, the weight automatically brings your shoulders forward. You sort of almost have a bit of a hunch. You don't stand up straight. You'll feel pain and tension on your shoulders because your straps are lifting your breasts. And it shouldn't be your straps, it should be your back band. So 80% of your support should come from your back band. So that's why I take pretty much every woman I've ever bra fitted down a band size to ensure that they're getting that support from the band. Your straps should just give you a little oomph. They should just lift you slightly and keep you looking a little sassy and sexy, but they shouldn't be lifting all of your breast. A lot of people are like, no way, your back band should sit straight. It shouldn't ride up, it should sit straight. It should give you a gentle hug, but never feel tight. And a lot of ladies, they, they say to me, oh, this is tight. I'm like, it's not. If I can still fit two fingers behind that band and pull it back, that's a firm bra. It's only tight because you feel like you're wearing something. And the bra that you were wearing before, you didn't feel it and it wasn't doing anything for you. Now, I'm going to mention back fat because this is a huge um, question, statement that a lot of women come to me with. So when I take them down a band, they'll be like, but I'm worried about my back fat. What about my back fat? And the true thing is, whatever size you are, you'll always have a little bit of back fat. Mm -hmm. And back fat is normal. 
There are bras that have um, wider bands, so they can smooth you out and streamline you a little more, so you can go up to like a full hook and eye back. Um, and I, so my my little statement when women say that to me is, okay, put your t-shirt on, have a look in the mirror with your new bra. Can you tell me that when your boobs are up here, is anyone gonna be looking at your back? <laughs> And that is, it is, is that thing of confidence. If you're walking with your shoulders back, if you're literally owning it, who's going to even care about your back? It's true. Not one. And it's so minimal. Obviously, there are times, and to be honest with you, when women are wearing that 36 back and they should be in a 32, they're actually getting more back fat because the back band is so thin. So it will only be like a one hook or a two hook. So it sort of sticks in. Whereas when you move into the bigger uh, cups and the smaller bands, you get that wider band. So it's really, really smooth and lovely. So, yeah. Okay. And (laughs) So we were talking before we started recording about the C word. So I said in my intro that one of the reasons I feel that people don't really pay attention to their boobs is because you're scared. You know, it was was actually my sister's sister-in-law that sent not that long ago a little photo and said, have you checked your boobs recently? So do you work with people who have had cancer, who have got cancer? Is it something that you mention to ladies when you're bra fitting that they need to be checking their boobs on a regular basis? Because I feel like it's not something I think you would get when you go to the high street. But obviously, with a service like yours, it's so personal. I'm assuming that you must you must say it. And also, you must experience people who have had cancer, got cancer. And what's that like? Absolutely. Um, for me... My bra fitting service is such an intimate um, setup. It's, you know, it's either in your own home or it's in my bra room. It's just you and I, there's no one around. So I like to approach subjects. Um, and also for me, it's not just a bra fitting, it's creating a positive relationship with your breasts. It's getting to know your body, getting to know your boobs. So the C word cancer, checking your breasts is a massive part of that. Um, I work with Copperfield, which is a breast cancer um, awareness prevention charity, um, and they do amazing campaigns targeted at the younger audience to raise awareness for checking your boobs. So a lot of their um, marketing is fun, it's accessible, it might make you laugh, but it also is very educational and makes you very aware. So every time I have a fitting I make a little goodie bag and it will have sweets it will have your fitting card and it also has the copper feel how to check your boobs um so it actually lists I think it's nine ways to check your bust and get to know your normal and those words get to know your normal are really really important because obviously like you said we do have one boob bigger than the other that is completely normal but if you find that it's getting bigger or your other one is your, your left breast is starting to overtake your right breast or if there's just changes that aren't your normal that is when we need to alert a GP that's when we need to look a little deeper into this so how do we get to know our normal regular checks when you're in the shower it's the best time to check and um copper feel you can text them you can go on their website and you can even get little um cards that you can stick in your shower with those steps of how to check your boobs so it should be part of your routine um it doesn't have to be daily it can be every week uh but you need to make sure you're checking so as i've kind of alerted women to how to check Hmm. 
been checking. And I have had a few clients who have um, actually texted me when they've left the hospital to tell me that they've been diagnosed with breast cancer. And it's really an, an emotional message for me to receive because I've taken that woman from a, um, a bra after breastfeeding their first child through to the bra when they, you know, they've gained the confidence to get out of a nursing bra to a daily bra to then back into their sexy lingerie feeling good. And then we get this message of you've got breast cancer. And, um, my, my one client, I took her through this whole journey and we actually got her ready for hospital. So we, we put a soft cup, um, a Royce bra. Um, I bra fitted her and, you know, we learned which breast was going to be taken away. Um, so we fitted to the breast that was staying and we, it was just, it was a very emotional um, bra fitting. There were a lot of tears. Her mother came, but we, we did it together. And I think that was something that was so beautiful. And I was always on the end of the phone with a text, with, you know, with a, even if it was just positive vibes or it was, this is how you need to put this bra on. So we set her up with, with that bra for when she left the hospital. And then, um, you know, after kind of two months of her, her, her wound settling and healing, we then took her to a prettier mastectomy bra that she could pop her prosthesis in. And it was great under a T-shirt. And now we're just arranging a summer appointment to get her some sexy lingerie because she's about to have a reconstruction. If you've had cancer and is is there a special bra that you can get? Are, are there special like was saying, mastectomy kind of bras? Yeah, I no and I think there definitely are. I mean, I do love Royce lingerie. Um, they'd always been known as kind of maybe for the old demographic, but I actually think that their designs are becoming much more youthful, but also a little more um everyday wearable so so you know a t-shirt bra with a bit of lace on it but that you can also tuck away your prosthesis and no one ever has to know um there are other great brands who do just soft cut bras which are really good to wear as well and um the thing is once you've had your reconstructive surgery you can wear underwires again what if you have had a mastectomy um and you've still got one breast which was your remaining breast, you can still wear wires. But again, it's making sure that you're wearing the right size and that you're properly healed. Mm. So it's thing to your doctor, but it's also really good to have someone like myself who is a professional on hand for any tips, any bra fitting tricks and things like that, because your doctor's not always going to know that. Mm. Um, and again, talking about surgery, that also leads on to ladies who have had boob jobs to be bigger, to be smaller. Your doctor will tell you he's putting a double D in. He's not. He's giving you double G's. Like, he doesn't know. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? That, like, he's telling you one thing and you're you're jumping around thinking, oh, yes, these... and then actually it's wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, with um, a couple of ladies I've fitted who have actually had breast reductions, and again, it's a, it's a hard subject because they come to me and they're like, okay, I had a breast reduction when I was 20 and now they're 35. So I know that my boobs are C cups because that's what I asked for. However, that was also 15 years ago. Your weight's fluctuated, your body has changed. So then I tell her, you're actually a 32 double F or you're, oh, but that's, that's near where I was before or that's bigger than what I was before the breast reduction but I'm like okay what was your size before the breast reduction 
a 36 double D. And I'm like, you probably were never a 36 double D, but because you never had the professional bra fitting in the first place. Mm. Again, it's an education, but it's also allowing that woman to understand that, yes, you aren't the C cup or D cup that you told you were going to be. But because I've told you a double F, do you feel any less than you were when you walked in? Do you feel you know like your boobs are any heavier or do you feel a whole lot better and it's it's going through that process with someone and in those kind of um scenarios and also with young girls yes I might say some letters to you and some numbers but it, it, as long as you feel comfortable supported and lifted and happy and confident don't think oh gosh I'm a 32 H, what a horrible, horrible letter that is. A H, yeah. oh, don't think like that. Think, okay, I've got a great bra on. I feel good. It's lifting me. Actually, if I were to walk into a street, no one would know I'm a 32 H because they'd all probably just think, oh, she's got big boobs. She's a 38 double D. <laughs> so you can keep as much or as little as you want to yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my advice on that. So I guess this takes us to like the final question of why don't we talk about our boobs? And I kind of just from this conversation, it obviously comes from a much deeper place. It's not just on the surface, like, you know, we don't want to talk about it. Um, I guess the question is, why don't we? But also, why should we start talking about it? Have you got any stories or anything to share? Or what do you think, actually? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll talk about my personal journey. And um, my mum has always been incredibly open She's a fabulous mum who's always wanted the best for her daughter. She, even when I had my first bra thing that made me cry, she still thought she was doing the right thing by taking me to the right place. And unfortunately, it just wasn't the right person who bra fitted me. However, she did everything, you know, made me very aware of everything that was going to happen to my body in the most kind way that she could. And um, I think the hardest thing for a woman is probably being a girl transitioning to a woman Mm. Um, and it all starts with with that moment for me it's when you're at school and you don't want to do PE anymore because the boys are laughing at your boobs bouncing or you take your top off and you're wearing a crop top but all the other girls don't seem to have a lot or you've got a lot you're comparing your body to everyone else's and you don't know what's right you don't know what's wrong truth is there is no right or wrong and that all starts obviously from it's funny because you're saying it now and actually I get it it all starts from a really young age so if you've got that kind of uncomfortable feeling from a child it's going to just continue your whole life isn't it yeah exactly and I think for me I got um, a bust really young so I think I was 11 when I got boobs and like noticeable boobs and then all of a sudden when I sort of hit high school I wasn't a girl I was a woman and I was by 15 I was a sexual object to men because I had boobs yeah if I wasn't a girl who had grown up with a mum like I had you learned like who taught me to be confident who taught me to own my my body to stand up straight to have conversations about bodies with friends it would have had a very negative effect on my life. It would have been a complete flip of this situation and I would have been the girl who would have hid them. I would have had a jumper on, a very high neck jumper. I would have wanted to wear a minimizer bra and I wouldn't have wanted anyone to see my body. And um, so many women walk in my door that are of that scenario. Um, and I just remember bra fisting a woman who came to me and she said, I hate my boobs, I hate them. And I was like, what, what, 
why do you hate them? And she said, because I hate the way that men look at me. I hate the way that men look at my boobs. And, you know, if even if I walk down the street, I get wolf whistles. I get, so I hide them. I hide them and I hate them. And I don't want them to move. So bless her, she had strapped them down with like two bras and then a sports bra on the top, all of the wrong size. And I said, okay. And all of these bras were, you know, three, four, five cup sizes too small. So she was getting the, the double boob, the spillage, the jiggle, because she wasn't getting the support. So actually, in a way, her boobs look bigger. And obviously, when she would wear a T-shirt, you could see them more. So I bra fitted her professionally. And I think she was around a 32 double H. And I said, okay, put your jumper back on. And she walked and she cried and she said, they don't even look big. Like you can't even tell that I've got these boobs and oh my God. And she just, she cried and she was so emotional and she was like, thank you so much. Like wearing this good fitting bra now makes me feel more confident and I'm not worried. Like I'm not worried what other people think because they're no longer on my mind. Mm. And when you're wearing an ill-fitting bra and you can feel your straps falling off, you can feel your band riding up, you can feel your boobs falling out, your boobs are constantly going to be an irritation. They're going to be an annoyance. They're going to be something that frustrates you and annoy you. So the minute you get a good-fitting bra and you don't feel like you're wearing one, all of a sudden that's out of your mind. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think I want to start going into schools. I want to educate young girls you know it's not just about having big boobs it's about dealing with those girls who haven't developed yet who are getting bullied because they have bee stings or the women who are getting bullied because they have watermelon whatever like we've all got bodies like let's just talk about them positively let's not judge one another let's embrace what we have let's I keep using the word own our bodies but I think that is the most important statement for me because if you own what you've got no one can touch you in terms of your mind no one can say anything that's gonna hurt you no one can say anything that's gonna like make you want to change who you are because you know who you are yeah you've got I think also it's just about um you know this whole there's such a big drive around self-love and loving yourself and self-care and stuff and I really think that the whole self-love movement goes much deeper than just loving yourself. You know, it's really like it's kind of connecting with who you are deep down and loving that about you as well. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that people don't have that self-love, self-care awareness around that. They're not going to be doing things like talking like I'm quite happy to talk openly about my boobs. I haven't really got a problem. And if somebody came to me and, and had the discussion, I'd be open about it. But if you're somebody who doesn't feel comfortable and you have the conversation with somebody and you kind of get resistance from them because because of them, you're never going to talk about it again. So I feel like you have mm -hmm. to be talking about it in order to make it feel like a like it's OK to talk as well. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And I think the funniest thing is if I'm in a room, I'll probably choose the I'll have a look and I'll I'll think, okay, this lady, she's a bit of me. <laughs> you know, like she's open. I can see her chatting, she, her body language. So then I open that conversation about boobs, about bras. And then all of a sudden, women will come join our table and there'll be those women that perhaps didn't want to talk about this, but now we're talking about it. Let's go. Let's let's advance on this, let's take this opportunity. So the minute you do open the conversation, a lot of the time women want to talk about it, mm. they just need a safe space to do so. 
Um, and I do bra teas, which are bra parties. Um, and I see that in a room, you know, I have between six and 12 women in a room. They're all friends. Um, they've probably known each other for years or some not so long, but they're good friends. And I see the women who are very much sat back, taking it all in. They're like, oh, I don't even know if tonight I'm going to get a bra fitting, Katie. I've just come to have a glass of Prosecco with my friends. I'm like, that's fine. That is not a problem. Then the most confident, they'll go in for a bra fitting, they'll walk out, they'll be like, oh my God, girls, look at this. Wow, wow, oh my God. And then all the other girls, like, oh, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. And by the end of it, the lady who just came from Prosecco, she wants a bra fitting. She feels like she can be open in this environment. And each and every woman is like boosting everyone's, like confidence, making them feel good, telling them that they look fantastic and then they feel good and they're feeding off all of that. And it's it's just a really great place to be. Um, but for those women who perhaps don't want to talk about it in real life, I suggest reading blogs, you know, looking online, but with credible bra fitting businesses with brands who are perhaps full of bust. Um, so you start with your 28 inch back, you go to 46 you start from an a D. A lot of women are like, oh, I'm, I'm never a D cup. But just just read. Just look at the bra that you're wearing, assess it. And, and actually, you know, you might well be a 28D in a 34A. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of education, a lot of reading. And re- look at YouTube. There's a lot of bra fitting uh, videos on there as well. And you can just see what you should be looking for and... And learn that way if you don't want to have that physical conversation with someone. Thank you, Katie. How and where can people find you if they want to talk to you about their boobs? Okay, if you want to talk to me, I'm on DM on We Are Wonderful Fit. So that's W-E-I-R, Wonderful Fit, F-I-T. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and you can email me too, which is Katie at wearewonderfulfit.co.uk. Um, I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> if Everyone's on TikTok at the moment. People are loving it. I'm, I'm Bryonce on uh, Bryonce 2020 on TikTok. So yeah, there's there's many ways to connect um, to get the vibes elevated. And yeah, even if you just want to scroll through my feed and see the before and afters that I've done um, and then, you know, decide to drop me a message in two weeks time, two months, two years, whatever it might be, whenever you feel ready, come, come and talk and I'll help you out. Thank you. What I'll do is I'll drop Katie's details in the comment section so anybody who wants to contact her can contact her. And just want to say massive thank you to everybody for listening and also um, to Katie, obviously, as well. I will speak to you all soon and until the next uh, episode take care bye thank you so much for listening remember if you like what you heard you can rate and review us and subscribe to get future episodes if you want to learn more about me you can find me on instagram at i am have a great day and i'll speak to you on the next episode bye